The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, June the 5th, currently 5.07 on the East Coast. Here to dig into the uh, betting card on the diamond for the Tuesday games. And joining me here, no, it's not the NBA pod, but I got my guys here with me. First off, it's Lante. Lante, how you feeling, my man? How you doing, bro? Man, feeling pretty good. Uh, it's solid. We had a solid weekend on a diamond, so looking to keep that going, heading into this week. So, uh, yeah, some interesting matchups um, coming up. So, uh, looking forward to breaking it down with you guys. Yeah, some pretty good matchups here early to start the week um, on the diamond here. We'll dig into all of that as we usually do. But also joining us here, guys, know him, of course, on the NBA Gambling Podcast, Tennis Gambling Podcast, WNBA, NFL, and of course, here on MLB, Scott Studio Rochelle. Scott, how's it hanging, my man? Yeah, doing pretty well. Looking forward to the games tonight. I know that Dylan and I did an episode for the games tonight, so hopefully our picks cash. But looking forward to the Tuesday card. You have a lot more games than the Monday card, so looking forward to it. Yeah, full games, uh, full schedule, I should say, on uh, Tuesday as it usually is. Monday It's Monday and um, Thursdays are usually the days where we have less games with getaway days and, and teams actually having their days off, so... Full game uh, schedule for the Tuesday action. So why don't we just uh, dive right into it, gentlemen? Uh, Let's go over to the first game on the board for Tuesday. It's going to be a 640 Eastern start. Uh, The Minnesota Twins, they are headed to Tampa. To take on the Rays, I'm seeing Louis Verland on the mound for the Minnesota Twins. And Zach Eflin gets start for the Tampa Bay Rays. Looking at the lines for this game, I am currently seeing that the Rays are a minus 165 home favorite, plus 140 on the money line for the Minnesota Twins. Total set at eight uh, at minus 120. Uh, Run line minus one and a half, plus 125 for the Rays and plus one and a half, minus 145 for the uh, Minnesota Twins. Uh, Lante, lead us off, my man. Yeah, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna lean with the the Rays here. Uh, I like Eflin. He's pitched well as of late. He's actually defeated at home, two point one nine ERA, uh, six to seven innings in the last uh, six games, give or take. So he's pitched six or seven uh, in those last games. Uh, in those last six games, uh, we seen the Rays offense cool off a little bit uh, earlier in the year, so the numbers are kind of fluctuating um, throughout. Both teams six and four last ten. Uh, Tampa has been a monster at home. Uh, twenty-eight and six. Um, so I think I think the Rays here will will get it done. Um, both teams play really good defense, so I would look at the under. Um, even though T- Tampa is pretty much an over team at home, uh, I don't think Minnesota's offense will be able to to get good on the road. So I'm gonna probably lean towards Tampa here, but my most uh, well, my pick for the game will be the under. Scott, what do you got? Yeah, for me, I'm gonna go with Tampa as well. Uh, I see they're up two nothing right now. What else is new? They win every game. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with Tampa. Minnesota's not been that great on the road this season. They are two under. And Eflin, as Delonte said before, has been very good this year. So I am going to go with Tampa. I think they get it done. I'm tempted by maybe the under. Uh, if I think that Eflin and uh, Varlin, who can pitch well, end up holding these offenses in check. But I do think I probably would rather take like Tampa run line just because it seems like a pretty standard Tampa in, in the trop 
They are currently 26 and six at home. They're probably going to win by multiple runs, what they always do at home. Give me Tampa to get the job done. Yeah, I mean, you guys you know, both nailed it. Not Alonso mentioned it as well as that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Eflin has been really good for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. That's no secret. He already went through the numbers and has been really good at home for Tampa. Tampa has actually won four straight starts with uh, Eflin on <clears throat> Excuse me, the diamond. And I just don't trust his twins offense either, right? You guys mentioned offensive. They're not very good, especially on the road as well. So you have the better home team. I think you have a better pitcher on the diamond as well. It's in great form right now. I'm going to go with the Rays here as well. I do like the under as well, as uh, Lante pointed out, between the Twins and the Rays. Uh, let's go over to the next game on the board, gentlemen. We have uh, the Chicago White Sox. Uh, they are in Yankee Stadium to take on the Yankees. Uh, 7.05 Eastern start. Lucas Giolito gets a start here for the White Sox, and Clark Schmidt gets a start here for the New York Yankees. Uh, White Sox are a plus 145 road uh, underdog, minus 170 on the money line for the New York Yankees. Total set at 8.5 at minus 115 towards the over. Run line minus 1.5, plus 120 for the Yankees, and plus 1.5, minus 140 for the Chicago White Sox. Um, I'll start here with the uh, White Sox starting pitcher, Lucas Giolito. He's struggled on the road so far this season. I don't think that's been a secret here. I'm trying to pull up the exact numbers here for Giolito. On the road thus far this season, one in three with a 5.68 ERA. He has a total of six starts on the road thus far this season for the White Sox. And the White Sox are one in five in those six road starts. Uh, offense um, has produced more than five runs just once in those six starts on the road for the uh, when Giolito is starting. Now, on the flip side, Clark Schmidt overall record um, is poor, especially he's been bad at Yankee Stadium, where Schmidt is one in four with a 4.68 ERA. The Yankees have lost five of his seven starts at home. So you have two bad pitchers here. Um, I don't think I can trust any one of these two guys, especially I'm not laying minus 170 with Clark Schmidt, who's just been atrocious at Yankee Stadium. Um, I think that we'll see runs in this game. Again, definitely do check the weather uh, for this game between the Yankees and the White Sox over at Yankee Stadium. But I think the eight and a half is a little conservative here. I think both teams can put up runs, especially off of these two pitchers. I'm going to go with over eight and a half here. Uh, Scott, I know you're not a fan of Clark Schmidt. We've been fading him all season. What are your thoughts on this game? That was actually decent last time out against Seattle. But yeah. I think I basically have to wait this one out because there is a rumor that Aaron Judge might have a broken toe. So okay. there is some rumor he might be missing some time. I know Stan came back over the weekend. He looked pretty good against the Dodgers. Donaldson came back, and he had two home runs in his first game. Uh, Volpe, of course, hit that home run yesterday to end up giving the Yankees some insurance that they didn't need in the end. But they, had, they won two out of three against the Dodgers. But that judge injury is concerning. I'm not mm -hmm. sure if it was when he ran through the fence making the catch or if he injured it at another point. But until I know judge's status, I have to at least wait to see what the story is going to be because it does sound like he might end up on the IL. And I've seen this Yankees offense without judge. It's not fun. So yeah. I think I'm going to lean to the White Sox in this one. I know Schmidt's been pretty good, but I do think that until I have certainty that judge is going to be in the lineup and healthy, I think I might have to lean to the White Sox as painful as that sounds. All right. Uh, Lante, what do you got? Yeah, I was in line with Scott. I was probably going to play the wait and see approach uh, about Judge, uh, just waiting on his health because everything changes when he's in the well, when he's out of that lineup. Um, White Sox pretty inconsistent. I mean, they got it going against Detroit over the weekend, but 
I, I think we can pump the brakes on on them being actual uh, like contenders in that division right now, at least. But uh, they're ten and twenty on the road, uh, ten and twenty three as a dog. So that's even more. Uh, just shows that they don't have enough consistency. Uh, New York is dominated as a favorite, twenty six and fourteen. And I think what if if Giolito can't like if the Yankees can get to him early and get to the White Sox bullpen, then it could get ugly. So I kind of looking at I might look at a Yankees team total over because um, White Sox have the second worst bullpen ERA wise in the league. So if they can get to Giolito early, uh, you know, get the bats going and have them go to that bullpen a little bit earlier than they want to, then it could be bombs away um, in the Bronx. So I'm gonna lean to New York. Just kind of to see what uh, what's gonna happen with Judge, but uh, even if he's out of the lineup, let me wait for the price to drop a little bit and uh, take a Yankees team total over. Do you have any thoughts, Munaf? All right, um, let's get over to the next matchup. Or oh, did I not get my? I, I thought I'd like the over, but uh, I think that kind of changes for me. Uh, with what you guys talked about, with uh, especially Scott, what you mentioned with Aaron Judge. So once again, um, he might play and Judge. Maybe a first five team total over for the White Sox. I know we, I mentioned that Clark Schmidt hasn't been very good. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say though that the Judge comments didn't officially state he's gonna be missing time. Oh, sorry, Scott, what were you saying? Yeah, Judge left it open to interpretation, but he suggested that he's never had a broken toe mm-hmm. before. So he doesn't know if he actually has one, but they're taking a wait and see approach. So that's not okay. exactly what you want to hear when Judge opens his mouth to talk about an injury where he kind of deflects it. That's not a good sign moving yeah, forward. Probably end up in Ohio. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, all right, before we continue the conversation here, guys, let me tell everyone about the newest sponsor on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That is going to be Edge Boost. This episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to 2,500 betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. Double down on a favorite bet you like or even use to create an awesome middle opportunity or to even hedge your bet. Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark. As they charge zero interest, do you know of a way you can access more money? The place on your favorite bets without paying any interest. You don't have to bother your uh, loved ones or your relatives or friends and hassling them for money just to get down on some bets or start to hedge on some of the futures. No, that's why Edge Boost is here for you. They, like I mentioned, they give you up to 2500 in betting advances. Edge Boost can also be part of a responsible gambling plan as you can set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across all your betting accounts all in one place. So support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, gentlemen, let's get over to the next game on the uh, schedule for Tuesday. We have another 6-7-0-5 Eastern start. We got the Oakland A's. They're in Pittsburgh. They're taking on the Pirates. Starting pitchers for this game, I'm seeing James Caprillion for the Athletics, and then Mitch Keller is starting for the Pirates. Pirates are a prohibitive, minus 225 home favorite, plus 190 on the money line for the Oakland A's. Total set at eight with a little bit of a towards the under, and run line is minus 10 both ways for this matchup. Lante, take us away. Yeah, man, I'm leaning towards the pit run line. Um, they've covered seven of the last 10 run lines. Um, Oakland is three of seven, three and seven in the last 10 on the run line, uh, 10 and 20 on the road. 
Keller's been solid this year. Um, he, he's had eight or more Ks in seven straight games. He was roughed up in his last two outings, but uh, they were both on the road. Um, so for those two road games, he had allowed two or less in eight of the nine games. So he's been locked in. I mean, he got roughed up in those last two games. But, again, he's at home where he's more comfortable. Uh, Oakland is – I mean, I don't want to get into a soapbox about how horrible they are, but um, five and 25 on the road. Pirates won six of the last ten, including sweeping the cars this weekend or this past weekend. Um I'm going to lean with Pitt on the money line. I like I like what I saw, especially with that comeback um, over the weekend. They they're getting the ball, they're getting the ball on the um, getting the bat on the ball, uh, putting things in, putting it in play, uh, letting things happen. I think Keller's going to pitch a gym against Oakland. Wouldn't be surprised if he strikes out double digits. So I would look at his K prop and also play Pitt on the uh, on the run line. Uh, Scott, what do you got for this game? Yeah, for me, I'm going to fade Oakland. I, I want to make a case. I, I don't even want to make a case, to be honest. Oakland doesn't deserve the, – the city deserves a lot of nice things. The franchise deserves nothing because of how badly they screwed over the franchise. But I'm going with Pittsburgh run line. Oakland's just a disaster. It's an embarrassment to the league. And Keller's good. Uh, Caprillion is not. Uh, so I'm going to go with Pittsburgh to get it done. I actually was tempted – by Oakland for the Monday game in the first five because Sears is the only pitcher that I somewhat like in that entire rotation. Caprillion's a disaster. It's perfect for the team. Yeah. But I'm going to yeah. go with Pittsburgh here because Keller's been really good. Pittsburgh at home's been solid. They swept the Cardinals over the weekend. So I like the current form of the team. Give me Pittsburgh run line. I think they win this game comfortably. All right, uh, let me reverse back because I did forget uh, two games. So again, there's no lines for them yet. So uh, we have one game, the Detroit Tigers. They're going to be in Philly, 540 Eastern start. I do not see a starter yet for the Tigers, but I do see Taiwan Walker starting here for the Phillies. Uh, Scott, did you see a pitcher for the Tigers? I did not. Okay. Uh, do you have any thoughts? If not, we could just uh, skip right over it. Well, simply put, Philly's probably going to be laying around like dollar eighty, two dollars, give or take, in this matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm taking the Tigers. Yeah, I've seen Taiwan Walker pitch. Mm-hmm. I would not lay anywhere north of one forty with the guy. Yeah, so I'm not going to pick him. Uh, I know Detroit's injured to hell and back. Their lineups have been banged up. I get all that, and unfortunately for the Friday show, I had them as my dog. And they lost because they hit the umpire <laughs> with a pitch with the bases loaded. And that was how I lost my dog. The only losing pick I had of that show. Uh, but uh, by the way, Case, uh, uh, and I'm pretty sure Wentz is pitching tonight. So I think yeah, that Wentz is tonight. we're talking about tomorrow. D- Detroit hasn't listed a pitcher yet. I see I'm not you. backing Taiwan Walker. I would maybe consider the Tigers first five team total over, which might be at one and a half. But watching Walker pitch, he's got no put-away pitches. He walks half the team. I'm going to go with the Tigers' first five here. I just got to fade Walker at the price. Uh, Dante, you were mentioning something? Yeah, I see that heel listed um, at a couple of places uh, for Detroit. I mean, not that, not that it matters much. And I see uh, Philly land 215, so Scott was right on yeah. with the price. No chance uh, yeah, I went 215 with, with yeah, I would, uh, Taiwan I Walker. Either. I can't do that. Yeah, I know you, Scott mentioned the Detroit injury. I mean, I still think you got to lean with the plus price on Detroit. Um, Philly is just inconsistent. I mean, they – I mean, Detroit struggled. They struggle on the road, but, I mean, I just don't think – I don't think that you can lay that big of a number with Walker. Uh, and Scott, do you see a run line through. on that game, uh, Lante, um, are there any lines? Uh, nah, I don't. I just see the um, 215 and 170. That's I'm assuming, though, with the 215, I know 
Philly's the home team, which might impact the run line price. You could probably still get Detroit plus one and a half at like minus one twenty. Yeah, that's what take. I was thinking. Yeah, so yeah, just, I would yeah take that. they just don't have the um, they don't have the run lineup. At DraftKings, they have uh, one seventy five and two hundred five um, for the okay. splits. Let me refresh the page because I've been using that to talk yeah, about our lines. Yeah, DraftKings should be DraftKings should have, um should be at one seventy five two hundred five. Uh, let's see. And it's it's a couple offshores. I got two fifteen. Yeah, I don't see it. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, and then let me go back to also the uh, Miami Marlins and um. God, who the Marlins playing tomorrow? Uh, Marlins Kansas and the Royals. City. Yeah. So I do see Zach Grinky that's going to get the start for the uh, Kansas City Royals. And then for the Miami Marlins, it's going to be uh, Jesus Lazardo. Um, you guys know how I feel about Zach Grinky. Anytime he's at home, I want to back him. And when he's not on the road, or so when he is on the road, I do want to fade him. So um, Grinky Royals are one in five in his six road starts by Grinky this season. They're getting outscored 34 to 18 in those starts and Royals against left-handed pitching are below league average in most offensive statistical categories. I thought they were a lot worse than they are, but, um, they've, I think they're like right around that range of like 17 to 20 in most of those offensive categories. Um, Lizardo at home has been really solid, solid for the Miami Marlins. On the season, he is uh, four and four, the four point zero five ERA. But at home thus far this season in Miami, one and two with a three point three five ERA. And also, what kind of stuck out is that if you kind of take a look at his day and night uh, splits during the day, zero and four, six point two six ERA, and then at night he's a perfect four and zero with a two point five two ERA. Um, I don't see official lines for this game either, but um, I would more than likely look at the Marlins in some form or fashion here, whether it's on their team total to go over, or possibly you maybe get a nice plus price on the run line for the Miami Marlins as well. So I'm not taking Grinky here. I think both teams or both pitchers can give up runs. Um, so I think we may see a, a higher scoring game, but I do think at the end of the day that Marlins uh, do get the win and also the cover in this game. So I will take the Marlins behind Jesus Lazardo. Uh Lante, do you have anything for this game? Uh, not really. I'm probably leaning with you with uh, Miami. I thought they performed well. Now, again, they, they swept the A's, so it's nothing to write home about. They did hold them to one run or less in two of those three games. Uh, so I've seen a stat from uh, Ralph Michaels, I think it's Cal Sports LV on, on Twitter, that teams don't perform well after playing the A's in the series. Uh, so they're 2-11 in game one after facing Oakland. So that's, that's actually so funny. Oakland is so bad that it makes them forget how to play <laughs> baseball themselves so that they can't win the game after. Right. It's actually pretty funny. Right. So, yeah, I thought that was an interesting stat. Um, but I like the way Miami is, is playing right now. Um, so I probably lean them on the, on the run line also. They've won 7 of 10. Uh, I mean, I just – Kansas City, like you mentioned, this place with Grinky. I mean, I can back him on the road. Uh, he's just unbackable on the road. So I would probably lean to Miami. Maybe a first five. Uh, total overall so Scott I feel like Granke's numbers are interesting because overall he's pretty bad on the road but you look at his last start he did go five scoreless on the road against the Cardinals then again it is against the Cardinals Cardinals, so I'm not sure if that actually means anything (laughs) but he has allowed less than three runs in each of his last four outings so he has actually been better as the season has gone on and Lazardo has been good at home a lot of strikeouts I would be tempted by the prop there on Lazardo's strikeouts I'm curious what the line's going to be because I think the line probably would in most years be seven and a half. 
but Miami's actually hit the ball this year. So mm-hmm. it might be eight, give or take. Yeah. I think I'm actually going to lean to a first five under because Granky over the last couple of outings has actually been pretty good. And Lazardo, once again, has been solid at home. And Kansas City's brutal. I think I'm going to disagree. I think I'm going to lean to the first five under, hoping that Granky kind of turned over a new leaf, so to speak. But at least he's been better over the past month than he was earlier this year. Most of his bad numbers are a bit inflated from what happened in the first month of the season. That's fair. I think I'm going to lean to the under. All right. Uh, next game on the board, 705 Eastern Star. We got the Arizona Diamondbacks. They are headed to the nation's capital to take on the Washington Nationals. Tommy Henry gets a start here for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and Jake Irvin gets a start here for the Washington Nationals. Uh, the Diamondbacks are a minus 155 road favorite, plus 135 on the money line for the Washington Nationals. Total set at 9.5 with a little bit of big towards the under at minus 115. Run line minus 1.5, minus 105 for the Diamondbacks, and plus 1.5, minus 115 for the Washington Nationals. Scott, take us away. Yeah, so for this one, I'm on Arizona. I'm not going to spend much time on this. Dimebacks, I know that Rosario hit the grand slam last night to sabotage the Dimebacks win. They've been good, though, just simply put. Dimebacks have been really good this season, and you're looking at Washington. They've been better than I thought they were going to be. They're still not good, so you you can read into that however you want. Uh, But looking at the pitching matchup here, Henry is fine. I think he's a serviceable number four, number five starter. I'm not sure Irvin should be in the majors. I feel like that's kind of the difference here. Irvin's one and three, 5.67 ERA. He's really been underwhelming. Plus the Nationals are 12 and 19 at home. So home field doesn't really matter that much for this team. But I think I got to be on Henry here. His numbers are fine. Uh, I do think that Arizona being 15 and 11 gives me some optimism that they will be able to look pretty sharp in this ballpark. But it's mostly fading Washington at a pretty good price. Arizona, once again, has been solid. And I do think because of that, this price is going to grow leading up to this game. But you have the better starting pitcher, the better lineup. Arizona's bullpen is a mess, but so is Washington. So it kind of cancels out. But I'm going to go with Arizona here. This price feels a little bit too cheap. Maybe you want to take the run line of the team total. I don't mind that either. But I do like the Diamondbacks in some capacity. Yeah, I do like the team total here for the Wash. Uh, sorry, for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Take a look at the last four starts uh, for Jake Irvin: uh, eight to two loss, eight to six loss, eight to six loss, and nine to three loss. So he's given up the runs for sure. There's no question about that. Uh, and you get all nine, ba- all nine at bats here for the road team with the Arizona Diamondbacks. So love the team total over here uh, for the Diamondbacks. I think the one only concern I would have about Tommy Henry that him being a left-handed pitcher that the Nationals are pretty good against left-handed pitching. Uh, but again, uh, Jake Irvin could just give up seven, eight runs within that first five <laughs> innings, and it'll be too much for the Nationals to catch up from. So the, the, the problem there would be though that since the totals nine and a half and Arizona's minus one fifty five, you might get a five and a half five and total. A half. Yeah, which is yeah. a little. I mean, it makes sense. I'm just I'd feel a lot better if it was four and a half. Obviously, mm. maybe you can find an even five that I would probably like for Arizona. But I expect mm-hmm. Irvin to get killed. So maybe take an earned runs prop against Irvin, but I think he's going to struggle in this game. Yeah, maybe first five over. Uh, some of those times they put up uh, two and a halves for. Yeah. Uh, those are uh, sometimes. I know a lot of books don't offer those first five team totals, but again, definitely shop around or get I yourself know Draft a book Kings that does. does. Yeah, definitely shop around and, and get yourself a book that does offer those uh, products or sorry that uh, market. Lante, what do you got for this game? Yeah, I'm in line with both you guys uh, leaning to Arizona. I mean, they 
they took uh, two of three uh, in the series in early May. Uh, two of those three went over. So I'm leaning towards the over and also the team total for Arizona being over. You guys mentioned the pitch, and I won't get into that. But Washington has been over in four of the last five games. Um, they've also allowed six-plus runs in four of those five games. So giving up a ton of runs and with a pitcher on the mound who's reluctant to giving up uh, runs in abundance, I think that uh, I think that the Diamondbacks will get to him early and often. So yeah, I don't hate the first five uh, over. I mean, like Scott was mentioning, the five and a half is it is steep. I mean, but I, I mean, I'll probably lean that way um, if I had to. Uh, it's just that so Arizona is kind of tricky. Seven of the last ten they went under, but fifteen of the twenty-five on the road have went over. So kind of got to pick your poison with with how the bats are doing. Um, but overall, I lean with the team total over uh, on the safe side. Uh, first five t- uh, first sorry, first five total is four and one this season in starts uh, by Jake Irvin. Uh, all right, guys. Before we continue the handicapping here for the Tuesday games, let me tell everyone about uh, Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania Four is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes. Plus, plenty of ways to win with NBA, NHL, and MLB with their player prop parlays. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com using promo code SGPN. All right, guys, let's get over to the next game on the board. We have a 707 Eastern start. The Houston Astros, they are in the north. The sixth to take on the Toronto Blue Jays. Hunter Brown gets to start for the Houston Astros, and Kevin Gossman gets to start here for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Astros are a plus 115 road underdog minus 135 on the home favorite price for the Toronto Blue Jays total set at eight and a half a little bit of big towards the under at minus 120 run line minus one and a half plus 140 for the Blue Jays and plus one and a half minus 165 for the um, Houston Astros Scott take us away. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with the under in this game. Simply put, I like both pitchers. Brown's been solid this year. We know Gaussman's been really good. In fact, he's been Toronto's best pitcher by a wide margin in the rotation. I know both offenses can be scary at times, but I am going to go with the under. Brown, for a rookie, has looked very, very composed, and he does strike out a lot of guys. Gaussman's been really good as well, 2.76 ERA. I'm on the under. I think, simply put, I have faith in both guys to show up and deal in this game. So I am going to go with the first five under. I know the Toronto bullpen can be, can be a bit messy at times, where Houston's bullpen solid. So there might be a little bit of value on Houston if you think that Toronto's bullpen might blow a good start, might blow a good start by Gaussman. But I think I'm going to go with the first five under. I just like both pitchers, simply put. Lante, what do you got? Oh my bad. I'm sorry. I, I was on mute. My bad. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm in line with Scott. Uh, Gaussman has been really good at home. I think he's got a, a sub two ERA at home. Um, I mean, I'm see, my thing is with Toronto. I was high on them coming in, so I got like too much exposure on them right now. And they look good against uh, the Mets uh, in the series this weekend. So I kind of got excited. So I'm not I'm not trying to pump my brakes a little bit, uh, especially against the Astros, who are really good on the road, seventeen and ten. Um, Toronto is 15 and 10 at home, so um, nothing to write home about uh, or as far as an advantage for Houston. But I think I think Gaussman is going to get to them uh, here, so I'll take Toronto um, on the – not on the run line. But I'll take Toronto uh, money line and probably look at the under also. I mean, uh, Toronto's 4 or 5 went under. Houston's been over in 6 to 10, so got to find that nice median in between those, and I think Gaussman will, will keep the bats limited for Houston. 
Yeah, yeah just to been... read the uh, recent games for Toronto. The game against the Mets yesterday was 6-4. But the games before that, 2-1, 3-0, 3-1, 4-2. to So they've had a couple of low-scoring games, very low-scoring games over the past couple of days. It means Toronto's offense isn't exactly hitting that well either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not. that's why I'm going to lean to the under. Yeah, and, uh, I think yeah. a lot of that to do with the Mets' offense too. They they've been they've been atrocious late. Yeah, Gasman did have one start earlier this season against the uh, Astros, but that was on the road where he did get blown up uh, by the Astros. Um, four and two thirds innings pitch, he allowed seven earned runs, two home runs in that game at Minute Maid Park. But um, you know, like Lante mentioned, that uh, he is a different pitcher in Toronto where. He's uh, one. He only has one win thus far in five starts, but he does have that 1.72 ERA. He's running allowed seven earned runs and 36 and two thirds innings pitch. So, um, I'll lean here with the Astros. I mean, anytime I get a plus price with the Astros, um, I, I kind of have to take that. But I don't have, hate the underplay in this game. Um, I think the runs will probably come on the Monday night game between these two teams. Uh, but yeah, uh, Astros, and I do agree about the under in this game as well. Next game on the board, gentlemen, 7-10 Eastern Star. We got the L.A. Dodgers. They are uh, headed to the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati to take on the Reds. Tony Gonsolin gets a start here for the Dodgers, and Luke Weaver gets a start here for the uh, Cincinnati Reds. Dodgers, a prohibitive minus 190 favorite and plus 160 on the money line for the Cincinnati Reds. Total said at 10 with a little bit of big towards the over at minus 115. Run line, minus 1.5, minus 125 for the Dodgers, and plus 1.5, plus 105 for um the Cincinnati Reds Tony Gonsolin has been really really good uh I think it comes as to no shock uh at least for me but thus far this yeah this thus far this season he is three and one with a 1.77 ERA he's only allowed 10 earned runs in 35 and two-thirds innings pitched um on the road one and one with a 1.35 ERA 20 innings pitched in that span he's only allowed three earned runs I think the more um, obvious thing, I guess, the or the more f- reason why I do like the Dodgers in this game is because Luke Weaver has just been absolutely a garbage can uh, so far this season for the uh, Cincinnati Reds. One and two on the season with a 5.36 ERA. He's allowed 26 earned runs and 43 and two-thirds innings pitched. At home, he is 1-0, but he does have a 5.64 ERA where he's allowed 14 earned runs and 22 and uh, one-thirds innings pitched. And now you have a Dodgers offense coming into this game that has been red hot uh, over the last two weeks. I know Luke Weaver had a good start against the Cardinals, but I think that's not impressive. I know we talked about that. I think it was Grinky. Uh, but last start against the uh, Boston Red Sox, the Reds did win the game 5-4, to four, but he allowed three earned runs in that game. But, I mean, if you take a look at his numbers to start the season, he had allowed at least four earned runs in five out of his first six starts. And now you have a Dodgers offense coming in. I do like the Dodgers here. I think this is a tale of two opposite pitchers and what direction they are in right now. I think you can, anytime you want to bet the Dodgers, you just take the run line minus one and a half. Your uh, team total for the Dodgers more than likely going to be at five and a half. I would look at the first five team total over for the Dodgers. I think they could get to Luke Weaver early and often and probably put up four to five runs themselves within those first five innings. So, Dodgers in uh, every way for me here, team totals and on the run line here, Scott. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I think the Dodgers kill them. As a Yankees fan, I was a bit surprised they went into Los Angeles and stole two out of three after getting buried in game one. But the point is, I do think the Dodgers, with a day off leading into this game, will be A, rested for the entire bullpen. The Reds are on the verge of getting swept by Milwaukee in a four-game set at home. 
But the Reds, bolt, we know their pitching is always brutal. Luke Weaver, we know, is really bad. It feels like every bad starter has a good start against the Cardinals, so let's ignore that one for a second. But besides that, he's been underwhelming, and Gonsolin's been really good. But I like the Dodgers in every capacity here. I think they'll be pretty motivated after losing a home series against the Yankees to take care of business against a weaker team on the road with a guaranteed nine of bats. I'm going to be on uh, the Dodgers in almost every capacity here. It really feels like a great spot for the Dodgers to come out and just bury this team. And I know that Jake Fraley was scratched recently mm-hmm. from the game tonight, and he's one of their best left-handed batters. So yeah. he might be injured. Maybe he's going on the IL. We'll see what happens with Fraley. But I know he homered yesterday in that Sunday game against Milwaukee. So with him also potentially being on the shelf, that's another reason why you can look at Cincinnati's offense struggling in this game. I'll be on the Dodgers. Uh, Lante, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to make a consensus. I'm going to be on the Dodgers also. 27 and 22 covering run lines as favorites. Um, so I think they'll be locked in. Scott mentioned the day off. I think that's big. Uh, they did the the front of the lineup was kind of bad against um, the Yankees this this uh, in the series this weekend. I think Freeman, Betts, um, and uh, it was one more. I couldn't remember exactly who it was. But I think they were 0-18 over the two games, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, don't quote Muncie, me on that. Muncie homered, so it wasn't him. Will Smith. It wasn't Smith. Either. No bets Smith. I think it was. No, well, so I know after the first game is what I mean. I'm sorry. After the first game, I know Betts okay. homered in the first game, game one, and then uh, I think those remaining two games, I think they were either hitless or maybe one hit. I can't. I can't. It might remember. have been Muncie then. I'm, I'm trying to think because Smith yeah. wouldn't have played in the first game because Kershaw started the openers. They were going right. to use Barnes right. anyway. Okay. Right. Yes, I'll have to get I'll get the exact number, but either way, uh they were the offense kind of underwhelmed uh this weekend. So I think they'll get back I think they'll get back to it with a day's rest. Um you know, Cincinnati, they they got swept they're getting about to get swept by Milwaukee, but they were competitive in game one, but it seemed like they just didn't have it um the rest of the weekend. Yeah, I had them so on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, so all signs. didn't work. How is there a story? It was brutal and great American <laughs> through a gym. Right. So yeah, man, I'm I'm with you guys. Uh team total uh for the Dodgers run line. Uh all, all, any way but loose. Any way but loose on the Dodgers. All right. Next game on the board, we have the Boston Red Sox. They are going to travel to Cleveland to take on the Guardians. James Paxton gets to start here for the Boston Red Sox, and Shane Bieber is on the mound for the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, the Guardians are a minus 125 home favorite, plus 105 on the money line for the Boston Red Sox. Total set at eight. Run line minus one and a half, plus 155 for the Guardians and Bieber, and plus one and a half, minus 180 for the Red Sox and Paxton here. Lante, take us away. Yeah, man. So I'm going to go with Cleveland here. Um, I like Bieber when he's at home. Uh, he's he struggled in the, on the road, allowed 14 runs in the last three road games, um, but eight runs in five in his last five home games. Um, Cleveland's offense, they've, they've struggled a bit uh, against the Twins. struggled a bit, I'm sorry, against the Twins um, over the weekend. Three straight unders for them. But despite that, I mean, despite that, they're still six of one, six of ten. Um, Cleveland's second best bullpen ERA wise uh, in the MLB. Boston is just, I mean, their bats are good, but just can't trust their defense. I want to say they have the most errors um, in the NBA, in the, in the NBA, in the MLB <laughs> uh, by, by a decent margin. Um, so I think that Bieber can, you know, limit the bats and, and he'll be able to to get settled, settle in early, especially coming off those two bad road starts. He's at home. He's comfortable. I think he goes, you know, seven quality innings and uh, they get the win. So give me Cleveland uh, on the money line also, on the money line and um, run line also. 
Yeah, Bieber had a start earlier this season in Boston against the Red Sox, where they did get the victory to the Guardians, five to two in that game. Uh, he did go seven innings in that start, allowed only two earned runs to the uh, Boston Red Sox in that game, four strikeouts. Um, and he's been okay over his career against the Boston Red Sox. I mean, he's three and three with the ERAs at five point five, which. I mean, it's a little inflated because he did have two starts in 2018 and 2019 where he allowed six earned runs in both of those starts. But again, that was a completely different Boston uh, Red Sox lineup than what it is right now. So, um, yeah, I like the Guardians here, especially with the Red Sox coming off this series against the against against the Rays. I don't think the Guardians play on Monday night. Um, no, they're there. Yeah, they're so they're, they have the rest advantage here as well. So you'll have a tired team probably coming in with the Red Sox uh, with the weather delays and the doubleheaders and all that that mm-hmm. they had to play. So I'm with uh, I'm with Lanta here. Give me the Guardians on the money line here as well at minus 125. Scott, what do you got? Yeah, I'm on the Guardians as well. Uh, simply put, the Red Sox, I'm kind of monitoring what they're doing with the bullpen now because Bellow is officially done after six innings. They brought in Pavetta, which suggests that maybe Pavetta is going to finish this game and they're going to save the entire bullpen for tomorrow. The problem is Boston's bullpen sucks. So that's not a good thing. So you might see a lot of usual relievers for the Red Sox tomorrow if Pavetta is able to go the next three innings. So I am going to lean to the Cleveland here. Offensively, they're not great. We already know this. I mean, they still have Ramirez. They still have Naylor. A couple guys here and there. For the most part, not great. I like Quan, but still. I'm going to go with Bieber at home. The Red Sox bullpen's not great. They're going to be potentially exhausted having to travel, and Cleveland does have the rest advantage. And if Cleveland does have a lead, after about six or seven innings, it's usually a wrap. Yep. When Klaus is not facing the Yankees yep. or the Mets, he tends to pitch pretty well. So I'm going to go with the Guardians to get the job done here against the Red Sox team that might perform decently, but then the bullpen comes in and suddenly they lose. So give me the Guardians. 720 Eastern start is a battle of uh, two NL East teams. The New York Mets, they are in Atlanta to take on the Braves. Carlos Carrasco gets to start here for the New York Mets, and Bryce Elder is on the mound for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, looking at the money line here, plus 140 on the money line for the Mets, minus 165 for the Atlanta Braves. Total set at 10 with a little bit of vig towards the under at minus 115. Run line minus 1.5, plus 115 for the Braves, and plus 1.5, minus 135 for the Mets. Um Lante, take us away, man. Yeah, I'm kind of torn um, between what to do with this game. Uh, my gut instinct tells me to lean with the Braves through the, the Mets struggles offensively. And we know one thing that's that the Braves are not going to struggle with, and that's offense. They're going to put the bat in the ball. Uh, historically, they've been really good against the Mets. Um, they have uh, – they're 29 and 19 as a favorite, the Braves, that is. Um, and I just think that over the last – like over the last three seasons – the um, Braves are 22 and 19. They've won eight of the last 10 uh, against the Mets. So all signs point to it. It's just something that tells me that the Mets show up and their bats actually get going here. Um, Atlanta's actually better on the road, 20 and 10, than they are at home, uh, 15 and 14. So it might just be a stay away if I had to play it. I'd probably lean to the Mets, um, thinking that their bats show up a little bit bad on the road, just under under two games uh, on the road. After being split by the Blue Jays, I think they – might come in with a sense of urgency in a big spot against Atlanta. So I lean to the Mets. Uh, probably won't bid it, but uh, if I had to, I'd probably lean the Mets way. Yeah, I mean, Cookie Carrasco has put together two quality starts uh, in his last two games, um, six innings at least in both of those starts against the Cubs and the Phillies. But I can't trust Carrasco because uh, – 
he'll put together those type of bats to bat starts, and then he'll come out in the next game and give up six earned runs in like four innings. And I think that could be a possibility here. Now, historically, he's been pretty good against the uh, Atlanta Braves in his career. Uh, when I was looking at this game earlier, um, let me just try to see if I can pull that up here. But uh, for whatever reason, the Braves haven't been very good at home uh, thus far this season either. But Carrasco, in his career against the Braves, two and two with a four point three nine, sorry, four point three zero ERA. Um, and since the twenty twenty two season, which was last year, he did have three starts against the Atlanta Braves, where he did go two and one with a three point three eight ERA. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, lean for me with the Braves. Uh, sorry, with the Mets here as well. I don't love this either. Uh, but Scott, what do you got for this game? I'm also on the fence because Carrasco's <laughs> in that really tricky spot where you know right. he's not great, but he's been pitching well lately, so you're not sure how to treat him. I think I'm going to lean to the Braves. Once again, I don't feel great about it. This this might be a very close game. I can see this being a very, very tight game that comes down to the bullpens. And the problem is I'm not the biggest fan of the Mets bullpen. I don't think yeah. that it's very good. It's not entirely their fault because of the Edwin Diaz situation. And I know that they got Robertson now as a decent closer. They don't have a setup guy. And as a Yankees fan, I can tell you right now, I am not an Otto Vino guy at all. And I know he's not been very good with the Mets either. So I think I'm going to lean to the Braves. I think they'll get it done at home. Elder's been really good. I think Carrasco might pitch well. So maybe a first five under if you do like the current form Carrasco's in. Mm-hmm. But... The Mets did nothing offensively the entire weekend against the the Blue Jays. And even the sweep they had against the Phillies, they didn't do that well either offensively. The Phillies just couldn't no. score. Yeah. So I'm expecting the, the Mets offense to once again struggle because they've been struggling the entire week. I think I'm leaning to the under, but I'm going to have to lean to Atlanta because even when the Mets have won some games, it was because Philly scored three runs in a three-game set. In the entire set, they scored three runs. So yeah. the Mets didn't really wake up offensively. They just did enough with pitching. I'm going to lean to the Braves in the spot. I mean, look, Bryce Elder has been really good at home thus far, or overall in the season, I should say, uh, for the Braves, 3-0 with a 1.92 ERA. But he hasn't allowed more than, I believe, two earned runs <clears throat> Excuse me, over his last uh, five starts. So um, I think that definitely the pitching advantage is for the Braves here. So maybe an underplay is in in, in contention here as well for these two teams. Uh, all right, guys, next game on the board, 740 Eastern Star, the Baltimore Orioles. They are in Milwaukee to take on the Brewers. Kyle Gibson gets a start here for the uh, Baltimore Orioles, and Freddie Peralta gets a start here for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, minus 130 on the money line for the Milwaukee Brewers, plus 110 on the uh, money line for the uh, road team, the Orioles here. Total set at 8.5, a little bit of victory sorry, over at minus 115. Run line, minus 1.5, plus 160 for the Brewers, and plus 1.5, minus 190. Excuse me, for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Scott, take us away. Yeah, for me on this one, I understand why Milwaukee's favored. I get it, but I think I got to lean to Baltimore here. Uh, Gibson, even though I'm not a big fan of his, he has been pretty good this year, so I'll give him credit where credit is due. Peralta's been meh, in fact, quite underwhelming, uh, considering the fact that he has a 4.62 ERA and he's giving up roughly a hit per inning. And he also has 25 walks in 60 innings or so. So mm-hmm. the command hasn't been great. Uh, his last home start, he gave up 10 runs. Only four of them were earned, but still not good in four and a third against the Giants. I think I'm going to lean to the Orioles here. I just think that the price is a little bit off for Peralta, who's been quite underwhelming. So I'm going to look at Gibson, who's been surprisingly decent. 
Milwaukee's offense has been better in the series, but once again, Cincinnati can't pitch, and the wind has been blowing out for the most part in every game. Give me the plus money with Baltimore. Uh, Lante. Yeah, man, just a full disclosure, I have no idea what to do either of these teams. I'm not good at bidding on either. Uh, I was on San Francisco this weekend, and we saw how that worked out. Two of three. Baltimore did two of three. They looked incredible against um, them. They're excellent on the road, 20 and 10 uh, on the road. So, I mean, I feel like that Baltimore is kind of underrated. Uh, so, I, But with Scott, I'm with Scott. I lean to them. Peralta, I thought, like, he, he just doesn't have that – even even at home, he just doesn't have the comfort the comfort, or he doesn't look like he's engaged uh, fully. So, with that said, I mean with the team coming in, Baltimore is hot. Um, they're three of the last five have been over, so they're putting bats on the ball. Uh, so, give me Baltimore at a plus price, uh, coming off a, a good series win um, in San Fran. So, I gotta go with Baltimore here. I think it's a very underrated series win because the Giants were quietly playing a really right. good baseball for the last right. two weeks. Right. They were. All right. Yeah, Baltimore on the road thus far this season, on the run line, at least 23-7. and seven. I think it was last season or the season prior where they were just covering at a crazy uh, rate at home on the run line. But it's been opposite this season for them uh, on the road. But, um, yeah, I, I lean here with the Baltimore Orioles as well. Freddie Peralta has had struggles uh, on the road thus far this season, but at home he's been pretty good where he has a 4-2 and record with a 3.38 ERA is what I saw uh, for Freddie Peralta. Um, So I think there's some stat out there. I know Ralph Ralph Michaels puts this out, which you mentioned as well, Lante, that the Baltimore Orioles I think are really good in game one of series. I think there's another team in there as well that does really good um, or performs really well. Uh, winning games in game ones of series. So um, Kyle Gibson, like you mentioned, Scott, he's been actually pretty good uh, for this uh, Baltimore Orioles team. He does have a ERA of 3.89 and 7-3 record. On the road, he is 4-1 with a 4.25 ERA. So lean for me on the Baltimore Orioles here as well. Um, And I would like to look at the under in this game as well. I agree about that for sure. Next game on the board, 8.05 Eastern start. We got the St. Louis Cardinals. They are in Arlington to take on the Texas Rangers. Matthew Libertor gets a start here for the St. Louis Cardinals, and Dane Dunning gets a start here for the Texas Rangers. Uh, the Cardinals are a plus-120 road underdog, minus-140 on the money line for the home team. The Rangers total set at 9 with a little bit of, or a lot of big towards the over at minus-125. Looks like it's headed for 9.5. Run line minus one and a half plus one forty for the Texas Rangers and plus one and a half minus one sixty five for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, I'll start here with Matthew Libertor, left-handed pitcher on the mound for the um, Cardinals. This will be his third start of the season. His last start was in Cleveland, where the Cardinals did lose that game four to three. He allowed four earned runs in just five innings pitch, and then he had one great start against the Brewers uh, at home where he did go five innings and only allowed three hits and no earned runs in that game. Um, For the Texas Rangers, I mean, this team is just an absolute offensive juggernaut, man. They are tops in runs per game so far this season in the entire MLB. And Dane Dunning has been really, really good so far this season for the Texas Rangers. He has a 4-1 record with a 2.06 ERA at home, 2-0 with a 1.47 ERA. He's only allowed three earned runs in 18 and one-third innings pitch at home. 
at night, 3-0 and with a 1.60 ERA. So you definitely have the pitching advantage on the mound here. And you take a look at some of the splits as far as left-handed pitching. I've mentioned this when the Texas Rangers face left-handed pitching, that they are top five in most offensive statistical categories. Team batting average against left-handed pitching, 293. On base percentage, they're number one at 369. Slugging percentage, they're number five at 464. OPS, number three. And WRC plus, they are number three against left-handed pitching. So um, I think they'll be able to score runs again. I think that's no surprise against a left-handed pitcher in this Rangers offense. I like Dane Dunning. He's in good form right now. I'm going to take the Rangers on the money line. I'll take them on the team total. And then also lay a little bit on that run line as well. Minus one and a half at plus 140 here, Delante. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I mean, we talked about me, you, and Dylan talked about Texas being disrespected and they were underdog. Castillo has pitched well, but I didn't think they deserved to be an underdog um, in that game. Or were they were they dogs the next game, the next night also? Like small dogs? The Cardinals? No, no, the um, oh. the Rangers. Was that? Never mind. That was the. I think Evaldi so against the Mariners. Yeah, maybe it was a Valdi that was last night that was um, one forty. But yeah, man, Texas a bet on team for me. They're doing everything right right now. I got them at a nice plus a nice uh, price to win the win the pennant. So I mean, I just can't come back. I mean, I can't go against them here. Uh, they've won eight of ten, nineteen and eight at home. I scored double digits in three of the last five games. St. Louis is still, I mean, three and fifteen or four and fifteen in game ones of the series this year. They got swept by Pittsburgh this this, uh, this weekend. Um, losers, losers of four or five. So, I mean, one team going in one direction, the other going in another direction. So, give me Texas run line, uh, team total over, and uh, and land the money line. What was the money line again? Minus one forty. Yeah. That- yeah, probably should be like closer to 150, 155. So give me, um, give me that with Dunning on the mound. Scott, what do you get? Yeah, I'm taking Texas. Uh, I don't understand the lines involving Cardinals games. I've not understood them for the last couple of weeks. The argument is this team can't be this bad, and it turns <laughs> out they are this bad. It's just they don't want to admit it yet because this team stinks. Uh, but you're looking at Texas, and this team is incredible offensively, and the Grum's been injured. What else is new? But they're winning anyway. The Rangers are averaging 6.96 runs per home game. How (laughs) do you almost average seven runs? And you're not in Coors. You're not in Coors Field. You're playing in Texas, and yet you're averaging seven runs per home game. I got to go with Texas here on the run line. Uh, Libertor was uh, pretty good in his first outing, not great in the second one. And, yeah, Texas, once again, has the better offense, the better pitching. Cardinals' bullpen's been a mess lately. I think Marmol's a bad manager. There's not much to like about this team. Give me the Rangers' run line. I saw the price on the Monday night game, which I thought was absurd, too, because Perez opened up at, like, minus 120 against Wainwright. And I'm like, I'm I'm so confused what's happening with the lines in this series. Just give me Texas. I, I I don't know why anyone would take the Cardinals in the near future. I mean, I don't either. We'll see tonight. I think I'm really heavy on the Rangers here tonight on Monday night. So we shall yeah, me see. Too. <laughs> um, I, got the team, I got the team total. So a couple we'll of more. Goes. Yeah. Yeah. I got the both Texas team team totals for Monday night as well. So we shall see. Um, so a couple of games that are still off the board here. We'll quickly go through those. The Giants and the Rockies. 
Um, don't see a starting pitcher here for the Giants, but I think Peter Lambert is getting a start here for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Lante, do you see anything different? Um, I'm looking right now. Uh, no, nah, I see uh, Bia for um, San Francisco. Um, okay. That's, I didn't that's see any at, betting lines. Uh, I'm seeing 140. Let me see. Let me refresh this to make sure that is good. Wait, so you, see, that, you see you see who's pitching for the Rockies? Uh, Brabea. Bra- yeah, that's Brabea? for the Giants. I'm saying. That's for Giants. Oh, I'm sorry. Saying for I, the, see, uh, I see Lamette being listed. Yeah, that's why I see Lamette. On. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I see Lamette. I can't believe Lamette's still in the league. I didn't yeah. know that either. Shout I, out to him for being in the hater trade, by the way. But 13.17 <laughs> ERA. Uh, not good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I see at DraftKings, what is it, minus 140, plus 120. Okay. You have anything? Yeah, go ahead. You have this game, so why don't you take us away if you have anything? Uh, I mean, I just, I'm leaning towards the over. Uh, both teams score yeah. exactly 4.5 runs a game. Over. That, that's the only way I'm looking at this game. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you mentioned like San Francisco, they lost uh, four of the last five, and that series versus Baltimore. Uh, I thought they had the upper hand as far as pitching wise, like uh, with um, some of the aces going. So, um, they're three and two to the under in the last five. Colorado's four and five to the last under. So maybe that's why it's a little bit skewed. Um, San Francisco's 12 and 15 on the road. Uh, I mean, even though Colorado struggles defensively, bottom three and hits allowed, runs allowed, home runs allowed, I think both teams are going to be able to, to hit here. So give me the over. And um, as far as the side, I mean, slight lean to, to San Francisco, but nothing strong. Much stronger on the over, though. Uh, Scott, you got anything for this game? Uh, for me, I'm on the over as well. It's a classic Rocky season where they're nine under, but they're one over at home. It's just a pretty standard <laughs> thing for the Rockies every year. Standard, but standard. The Giants have fallen apart. It's not a surprise. They're a very streaky team. They'll finish the year like 81 and 81 with just a bunch of five-game winning streaks and losing streaks just against each other. But I can't back Lamette. His, his whip is 2.41, which is just hilarious to me. But I'm on the over. I, I don't see any pitching in this game. I see a potential home run fest for same game parlays, but I'm on the over. The Giants are going to go bullpen game again. The Rockies have Lamette, which might last an inning. We'll see what happens. But give me the team total over for San Francisco. Give me the over Absolutely. in the game. It might be a 12 or 13. I really don't care. Just give me the over. <laughs> I want to see what the price comes out for the year fee in this game because I feel like we'll see runs for oh, sure. Yeah. It's got to be like minus 180 one night. Like one, yeah. probably 180 if I had to go. San Francisco's yeah. top 10 in home runs too, so that's something to look at. I would look at oh, a it's going to be a Conforto day. You know, you can mention yeah. half the lineup and you can make a case. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. You can mention anybody in that lineup. I, mean, I like Lamont. I like Lamont Wade here. Um, especially He's when been good oil. Yeah, he has. He has. Yeah. So um, I think I'm going to play him uh, like total bases and home runs also. Uh, all right, penultimate game here. The can uh, sorry, the Kansas City, the Chicago Cubs. They're in LA to take on the Angels. I don't see a pitcher here for the Cubs, but I do see Tyler Anderson is going to get the start here for the Angels. Scott, do you see any pitcher listed for the Cubbies? Uh, no, I do not. Okay, did actually, you I, I saw that they originally listed a uh, potential reliever, so it might be an opener type of situation. Was yeah, I was, was going to say from Aiden, right as of right now, I see that you have uh, what? Yeah, Wesneski uh, yeah. starting. Who maybe he'll start the full? Maybe he'll pitch the whole game. Who knows? He has forty three innings this year, so I guess he might be technically the starter. But I'm not sure how long he's going to go. In theory, his ERA is better than Anderson, so you can read into it how you want. But 
Yeah, I'm assuming it's going to be Wesneski against Anderson. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, Cubs, I think, are another team that are really good against left-handed pitching. Um, WRC plus this season, they are number four. Team batting average, number seven. On base percentage, number six. Slugging percentage, number four. OPS, they're number four. Um, so I think they'll be able to get to Tyler Anderson here. Uh, I know see any official lines here, but Scott, um, any lanes on the total or the side here? Yeah, uh, for me, I think I got to lean to the over with these pitchers, but I do kind of want to make a case for the Cubs solely because I'm not sure what the line's going to be on the Angels, but I'm assuming they're going to be extremely overpriced. Uh, so I'm going to be on the Cubs just for the value alone. I mentioned before Wisniewski's ERA isn't good, but it's still better than Anderson's. I just feel like the Angels are such an overvalued team every year because they have Trout and Otani. Mm -hmm. They'll hit home runs. They'll still lose games 9-6 to because that's who they are. Give me the Cubs to find a way to get the job done here. I'm assuming the Angels will be a pretty hefty favorite because the Cubs' overall record is one of the worst records in the National League, uh, which tells you how good the National League is because the Cubs are only six under, and they're one of the worst teams (laughs) in the National League. But give me the Cubs in the spot. You have a pretty underwhelming pitcher for the Angels, and once again, they're always overpriced with Trout and Otani on the team, and they still don't make the playoffs every year. So give me the Cubs and to find a way to make this game interesting, but it's mostly a value play. I don't want to lay a decent price with the Angels because I know what they're capable of, and I don't mean that in a good way. Uh, 130 is what I – 130, I see. I thought it would be a lot higher. Yeah. Bet online had 133. Really? I thought it would be like 150. Okay. That's not as bad. I'll still lean to the Cubs. Give me plus money fading a team that I don't trust. Oh, what do you see with the total on this game there, Delonte? Uh, let's see. What did they have? I think bet online is pretty late to upload totals. Okay. Yeah. They tend to upload uh, well, sides before. They, they, have nine, they have nine as a total. Yeah, give me the yeah, yeah, hell yeah, give me that over. Um, <laughs> ten starts this season for Tyler Anderson. Eight of those ten starts have seen at least nine runs or more um, for uh, the Angels in those games. So last couple starts: seven to three, seven to three, six to five, five to four, five to four, two to one, eleven to eight, nine to seven, nine to five, and then six nothing. So, um, like I mentioned, I think a Cubs team total over would be in play here. Um, I do like the over as well in this game. But, Lante, uh, anything else Anything else for this game? I'm leaning to the Cubs also. Um, I, thought yeah. de- I thought he looked decent this weekend. Uh, took two or three against San Diego. But, again, San Diego's up and down. So, you, you never know what to expect with them. But, I mean, they showed up. They took two of three. Um, so, uh, they beat Tampa Bay in the same week, I think, prior to into that series with, um, with San Diego. So I think they got a little confidence. So I don't trust the Angels at all. I thought I was hoping to get a little bit higher, like Scott was like Scott was saying, hoping to get like 150, 155. But either way, I'll take plus money and they over also. All right. Last game on the board, the Seattle Mariners. They are in San Diego to take on the Padres. Uh, I'm seeing Logan Gilbert is getting the start here for the Seattle Mariners. And Joe Musgrove gets the start here for the San Diego Padres. Plus 110 on the money line for the Seattle Mariners. Minus 130 on the money line for the San Diego Padres. Total set at 8 with Vig towards the under at minus 125. Run line minus 1.5 plus 160 for the Padres. Plus 1.5 minus 190 for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Logan Gilbert thus far this season, 3-3 three and three of the 4.08 ERA. He's allowed 29 earned runs and 64 innings pitched. 
on the road, he is 2 0 with a 4.05 ERA, 33 and uh, one third inning pitch, allowed 15 earned runs to that span. Um, no real difference between his home and road splits as far as TRA, uh, sorry, this uh, ERA goes. Um, 405, like I mentioned, on the road and 411 at home, but he does have a one and three record at home thus far this season. On the other side, Joe Musgrove has looks like he's found some form um, for the Padres. He's put together back to back great starts, which came against the Yankees in New York and then against Miami in Miami as well. Um, he combined to go 12 and one thirds innings pitch in those games, nine hits, and only allowed one earned run in those starts uh three strike sorry nine strikeouts to three walks in those last two starts um prior to that he was you know i guess coming off of the injury he was trying to find his form so hopefully he's found that in those last two games against those two uh, opponents like i mentioned um he's allowed 12 earned sorry 11 earned runs at home but a lot of those came in one start which was against the giants back on april 29th where he did allow seven earned runs um this offense of the Padres, I just don't understand what's going on with it because of the just the the hitters the, that they the have. The amount of that's talent sp- that's not doing anything on the team. Yeah, I mean the top of the lineup when you have Alexander Bogarts, Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, Manny Machado, you should be able to get on base and score runs. I mean, all those guys exactly. can hit for power; they can hit for average as well. So I don't know what what's going on with the Padres. Um, I'll lean with the Padres here. I don't love it. I want to back their team total, but again, their offense has burned me so many times. With Logan Gilbert, he does give up the runs uh, in his starts, but I just can't trust this Padres team right now. So I'll, I'm not going to bet them, but if you had a gun to my head, I would lean with the Padres here. Uh, Scott, what do you got? Mariners and Padres. Yeah, I'm with you. There's no chance I bet on the game, but I trust Musgrove more than Gilbert. So I guess I'm going to lean to the Padres by default, but there's no way I'm putting actual money on this game. Uh, Lante. Yeah, I'm I'm with you guys too. Uh I am I was tempted to take uh the Mariners in the plus price, but you mentioned Gilbert, he's prone to giving up, you know, four or five in an inning. Um so I mean if he if he loses it and those bats get going early at the top of that lineup to gain confidence, it could be an avalanche. So if you want a said, bold call, I think Tatis has a bomb in that game. Well, I, mean, I don't know if that's anybody, a bold call or not because he's Tatis, but that's my call. Anybody, anybody at the front of that lineup, I wouldn't be surprised if they hit, if they hit a bomb off of Logan. So I probably just put like uh, put them all in like a parlay or something, or maybe around Robin. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I lean to I lean to Seattle, but like like you said, I wouldn't put my actual money on it. Um, definitely, probably play the under uh, San Diego's under in four of the last five games. Uh, I just. I don't have much trust in, in those bats to get going right now. Maybe after the All Star break, they have a come to Jesus meeting or whatever. But um, didn't they have I players they had that a couple weeks? Yeah, ago. yeah, okay, yeah. I was just about yeah. to say, yeah. I, th- I remember reading they had a players only meeting, but maybe they need to have another one. Uh, I understand one players only meetings in basketball and stuff, but in baseball, what is that supposed to do when you only have one person doing something at a time? You're like basketball, you're on the court the entire time together. Baseball, you guys in a room. They can't hit with guys on base. But you take turns trying to – like, what is a meeting supposed to do about that? Yeah, you have maybe, your it's own attitude. maybe it's attitude or body language or something like that, I guess. I don't know. Clearly it didn't work because they haven't won since, but still, you know, <laughs> right. I'm just wondering. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. So that was the last game on the Tuesday card. One order of business left uh, before we wrap it up here. That is going to be our locks. And dogs for the Tuesday schedule. Um, Scott, you want to lead us off? Yeah, sure. 
Uh, so for my lock on the show, I think I'm just going to go back to one of the matchups that we loved. And I'm going to go with the... I'm trying to think of which way I want to go about this. Yeah, give me the Dodgers run line against the Reds uh, as my lock here. Gonsolin's been very good this year and in years past. Luke Weaver arguably shouldn't be in the league anymore. He's been okay lately, but the Reds are on the verge of getting swept by Milwaukee. Uh, and on top of that, the Dodgers had a day off, so they get to have a fully arrested bullpen. And the Dodgers bury him in that game. Give me the Dodgers run line as my lock. And for my dog, I had a couple options here. I was going to take some alt total with the Giants-Rockies game, but unfortunately, I don't have any lines available, so I can't do that. I think I'm just going to go back to the to the uh, Rangers run line uh, for back-to-back podcasts here. Uh, but give me the Rangers run line against the Cardinals. Uh, Liberator, I think, is okay. But Dunning's been really good this year. And once again, the Rangers are 19-8 and eight at home, averaging roughly seven runs per home game. Give me a pair of run lines. Give me the Dodgers run line as my lock and give me the Rangers run line as my dog. All right. Uh, Lante, what do you got, man? Yeah, so I'm going to go with – I'm trying to figure out which one should I – well, since you gave out Texas already, I'll go with Cleveland as my lock. Uh, we mentioned about how uh, how well they've been playing. And if they get a lead, they're going to sit They're going to sit on the – well, not sit on it because obviously they dance. But uh, they're, with a lead, they're going to pretty much just suffocate you and make you get on base. That bullpen is excellent. Um, Boston struggle. I think they'll give up a few runs. Boston, that is – and Cleveland will get up front. Beaver's excellent at home. Like I mentioned earlier, he's a little eight runs in his last five home games versus 14 runs in his last three road games. So I like Cleveland here. Beaver on the mound. Coming off two rough starts on the road. I think he settles in, has a good game, and I think Cleveland uh, wins comfortably here. Um, as for the dog, I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with the Cubs. Uh, we mentioned it. Uh, Halo's overvalued. I would like to get a little bit more value on it, but uh, just right now, it's, we don't have a lot of availability as far as lines, but I'll go ahead and take them. Um, let see if I can get them on. Yes, I'll take them. They're plus 123. One, yeah, I see plus 123 at bet online, so I'll take the Cubs plus 123 on the uh, money line. All right. Uh, all right, for my lock, I have the Dodgers as well. Um, Let's do it. Don't yeah, block it. yeah. Dodgers minus one twenty-five on the run line for everything that Scott mentioned. Also, when we talked about when we handicapped this game, I mean, it's just two pitchers that are going in opposite directions. I would not be surprised if Dodgers put up ten runs themselves, and then the total sitting at ten right now. But um, I do think they'll come out early and often against Luke Weaver, who has just been absolutely atrocious thus far this season. So I'm with Scott. Dodgers minus one and a half, minus one twenty-five on the run line. For my dog, um, did like the Cubs as well. Um, man, I don't, there's not much to my liking as far as dogs go. I took the run one on the Rangers at a plus price. So, yeah, that was a nice, yeah, that's a nice price as well. Um, I'm gonna go with the Cubs too, man. I, I, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Cubs. I I just don't think that this um, well, sorry, Anderson was, should be lying one thirty. Yeah, yeah, and I know it's a travel situation for the Cubs, but they're in California. They play the Padres, and they'll just have to travel over to LA, which I don't think is a big flight. But um, 
Tyler Anderson has just been really, really bad thus far this season for the uh, Angels. And I think that comes as really no surprise. I know he was really good against with the Dodgers last season, but with the Angels, um, he just has not been very good. And I mentioned the numbers with the Cubs, how well their pitching does uh, against, or how uh, good their bats do against left-handed pitching is what I'm trying to say. They're top five in a lot of those categories, like the Texas Rangers are against left-handed pitching. So I think they'll come out and put up runs in this game. So I'll go with the Cubs all the money line as well for my dog uh, for the Tuesday schedule. So that's going to wrap it up, man. Uh, 15-game schedule on Tuesday. Hopefully we found some winners for you guys um, on this pod. Scott, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here? Not really. I'll be doing a tennis podcast later tonight for the quarterfinals of the French Open. Besides that, I know I got an NFL podcast later this week for the MVP award, a breakdown with Terrell. WNBA episodes also at some point during the week, but yeah, I'm on a lot of shows, and once again, I don't sleep much, so you know where to find me. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, a few of us get a uh, little t- no sleep when we're working for SGPN, but hey, it comes with the ground. It comes. It's, it's always, I chose this good life. fun as that's, well. That's <laughs> but uh, yeah, we chose. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, Lante, anything else? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I can follow Scott anymore. I don't got shit going on. I'm just gonna be on the oh, NBA I forgot podcast. to mention we got an NBA show tomorrow. Forgot to yeah, mention. Yeah, okay. That, that's what, I'll, I'll be there. Yes. I'll be on the NBA. I'll be on the NBA show. Other than that, I got nothing going on, man. Just hoping to, to get some uh, winners out uh, on this podcast and. Uh, Keep the streak going. I, I two and zero. Oh, you said if I lost two, was it going to be able to come back? So I won the locking dog on the first show. So let's see if we can keep it going. There we go. Uh, yeah. So we'll <laughs> be transitioning over to NBA tomorrow at twelve thirty p.m. Eastern time. It'll be uh, the same crew here. So we'll talk about Game Three of the NBA Finals. So check us out there. Um, and then myself, Delante, and uh, Dylan will be back tomorrow for the Wednesday games um for the diamond uh make sure to follow scott on twitter at rice show radio follow lante on twitter at xx xx you can follow me on twitter at sports nerd 824 if you haven't already uh, and you're still uh, watching live do us a favor smash that like button for us on the youtube channel and if you haven't already subscribed to the mlb gambling podcast um on youtube go ahead and do so and leave us a rating and review if you have not uh already whether you sit on spotify whether that's on apple uh podcast wherever you do get your podcast uh all right we'll be back tomorrow same time five o'clock eastern for the wednesday games till then good luck with your bets let's break these books off and let it ride <laughs>